Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Madhouse Podcast. As always, I am your host, Mad Max. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about episode 6 of The Last of Us. Uh, the episode just dropped, like legit just dropped about an hour ago. And um, this episode picks up... Uh, well, this episode technically doesn't pick up anything. It's just the episode where Joel and Ellie have finally made it to Jackson and they find Joel's brother, Tommy. Now, one of the episodes, in episode five, we saw the whole issue with Henry and his brother, which it did deviate from the game a little bit more, but it still kind of resonated with. So my issue, I don't have an issue with this episode six. I think I thought it was beautiful. I thought it really did the game justice in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, I think it's starting to get back on track. Like, episode one and two felt like carbon copies right out of the game. Episode three was the first deviation where it kind of goes off a little bit. They didn't really, they, they went off in a way that was more of a. It, it it felt like a filler, but it still told a great story. And then 4 and 5 were just kind of a little bit more of a deviation, but they still there was more aspects of the game in it. And then episode 6, I think we're right back on track where the game would technically were where we would be at if we were playing the game, so to speak. So, you know, this is kind of where it all leads to and everything like that. And Ellie and, Ellie and Joel finally meet Tommy and Maria. And, you know, and everything like that. And uh, for those of you who have not played the game, this is going to be a spoiler alert and everything like that. So, I mean, I'm spoiling every episode so far. And I, I think, you know, with these episodes, you got to watch them when they come out or watch them when you get a chance and everything like that. So, but I think this was the first episode, probably since episode two, where we're back on track with more stuff right out of the game. They changed a few things here and there, but it gets to that very iconic scene from the game when Joel and Ellie, when Joel plans to leave Ellie in Jackson and, you know, they try to find everything and things like that. It's a heartbreaking scene because you can totally tell that, that even though the more time they spend to each other, with each other, the more closer they become, which is the same thing that happens in the game. The more they, the more time they're with each other, the more they care about each other. And the fact that Ellie feels safe with Joel, but Joel, but the fear, the anxiety, the heartbreak, the the hardships, and everything that he's already went through before is now starting to creep up on him. And because of his advanced age. You know, it really kind of takes a toll on him. You know, he's starting to have what looked to be anxiety attacks, maybe even heart attack in this in this episode and and everything like that. But you there's this beautiful moment when Joel is telling Tommy about everything that they've been through since, you know, they've been on the road and everything like that and and things like that. And you see Joel break down emotionally, which that's that's also, you know, that that kind of at the same time at the same time 
that kind of was from the game, but at the same time, it's changed a little bit. Like, there's moments from this episode that are straight out of the game, but they're changed and given the movie treatment. So, you know, it's a heartbreaking scene between Joel and Ellie when he's made the decision that he's going to ditch her because he cannot physically do it anymore. He can't go through that again. You know, and I thought I, I thought one of the most heartbreaking scenes in this episode was probably when Joel, it looks like he's about to have another panic attack. And he looks up and he sees this group of people standing in front of the Christmas tree. And one person kind of resembles his daughter. And it, it's, it's so heartbreaking because you see the glimmer of hope. You see a very small glimmer of hope for Joel that, you know, there's a good possibility that you know, his daughter could have survived and everything like that. But, you know, we already know. It's so heartbreaking to see that. Like, we as an audience member know that you see the you see the hope in Joel's face. But we as the audience understand how heartbreaking that is. How much everything that he's been through for so long, carrying the weight of losing a child for 20 years, you know, and basically losing everybody he's ever had. In the, with the exception of his brother and everything like that. And it's so beautifully played by Pedro Pascal. I thought, like I said, I've, I've always been, I was always a fan of that casting choice because I've always felt that he's such an underrated, he's underrated as an actor because he can bring sincerity and vulnerability to a character that needs to be strong and stern. But those moments when he is vulnerable, just like in the game, you know, when, when we see Joel break down, it's very heart it's heart wrenching in the game, but it's heartbreaking in the movie, in the show because of what we've already been through. It's kind of the same when you look at it from both ways. Like if you play the game, you understand Joel's pain and Joel's, you know, frustrations and when he breaks down emotionally, you you, you understand that. You as a as the player understand that because of everything that you've been told on this story. And the show, because of what we've already seen Joe go through in these first six episodes, is like fuck. You know, you're 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 so overwhelmed with emotion with that moment when he has a small glimmer of hope for that, and then the moment when him and Ellie have that iconic scene about I've lost you. When she mentions Sarah, he goes, "Don't say another word." And I was like, "Yeah, it's straight from the game," and it's heartbreaking because you know what it's about to say. And everything like that. And then even in the scene when when Ellie is with Maria and they do the same thing, you know, that's when she kind of spills the beans about Joel's daughter. And, you know, she kind of pieces it together and Joel kind of does that. And Maria understands what where Joel is coming through. Now, what I found fascinating about this episode, we don't really get a whole lot of backstory on Maria like unless you play the game you really don't know who, who anything anything about her but um but you know that her and Tommy are married and she's maybe a few weeks pregnant already maybe eight weeks already and you know you understand you you like I said if you play the game you understand their their story arc so you understand where they're going but from the show's perspective you don't ever get any type of any type of story arc from her. The only background that you get is uh, she lost a son and they have the memoriam set up above the fireplace for her son and Joel's daughter and everything like that. And Ellie kind of puts it together. But 
I thought what I found fascinating was the fact that even though Maria Maria's character arc is more, she's more about helping people kind of get over, not get over, you know, go th- that person who goes through grief. To whereas Joel kind of secludes and turns into himself, uh, you know, and holds all the pain within. Maria does the opposite. She releases it by helping other people to make sure nobody else ever has to go through that pain again. That's such a cool dichotomy that I got from this episode. The idea that, you know, the loss of a child, which I can't even fathom what that feels like, but people deal with it in different ways. People grieve in different ways and everything like that. And we see, we see everything, we've seen everything that Joel's been through in these six episodes and then we we don't really know what maria's been through we just know that she's lost a child and she used to be a district attorney and everything like that but and we know that she's trying to give these people just a little bit of hope just in this crazy apocalyptic world she's trying to give people just a little bit of hope so whereas joel has lost all hope until he meets ellie and, you know, there's really nothing there. He's just kind of taking it in day by day. But I think this episode definitely pulls a lot of things from the game. It's straight up from the game and everything like that. It's so, and it's done beautifully. I think this was much more heartbreaking and more, more, um, more realistic. Because, as you know... Don't get me wrong, like that that part in the game when Ellie and and Joel, it looks like they're about to go their separate ways and everything like that, you know, when that happens, that is a heartbreaking moment. You know, as a gamer, that that is heartbreaking. You've been with this girl for so long and now because your body is starting to fail you, you're so afraid to lose your you can you're you you're mentally, emotionally, you cannot go through losing another child because you've lost so much at this point already. And then Ellie, the same thing. Ellie's had everything she's ever loved and known taken from her in this world. And she's only like, what, 13, 14 years old and everything like that. And it's such a heartbreaking moment when they have to go their separate ways in the game. But when you realize that, you know, in order for Joel to succeed, he cannot just abandon her the way he thinks, the way he plans on it. And then the show did the same thing, the, the him, the internal struggle. I think that's why they showed that moment, uh, you know, with the glimmer of hope that I mentioned, the fact that Joel thinks he sees his daughter, you know, and everything like that. And you, you, you want to you wanna have that hope with him. You want to be in the moment when Joel has that moment of hope. And I think that's when he realizes that, you know, he can't do that again. He cannot go through that whole that whole grieving process again because, you know, he's been doing it for so long, you know. And like I said, he's getting up in his age. You know, he's got to be in his 50s by now and everything like that. And, and you know, he he says it in that when he breaks down with Tommy, he says that, you know, he, I'm just reacting. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm so afraid. I'm overwhelmed with fear. And everything like that. And then he tells her, and then he tells Tommy about Tess and everything that they've been through and, you know, in the last three months and everything like that. And, and I thought, you know, it, it, it's such a warranted emotional breakdown. The fact that he finally has a little bit of peace when they get to this town and, and it looks like some sort of, 
you know, normal, you know, some storm, some sort of, you know, stability here. There's a town here. They're celebrating Christmas. There's restaurants. There's a jail. There's a movie theater. There's all of these things. There's a school. You know, there's all of these things. There's the, you, you, you're looking for that hope that these people are trying to find. And the idea that this small community in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in Wyoming, is thriving. And the fact that Joel and Ellie, who are not really used to seeing that and everything like that, is just, you know, they're losing their minds. But I think overall, I think overall this was probably... Probably one of probably my favorite episode at this point. I love this episode because not only did it stay true to the game, but it told it took the game's already heart wrenching story and made it that much better. You know, I I think with Pedro Pascal's performance, and I can't I don't I don't really know the girl's name who plays Ellie, but their performance in this episode really really kind of stands and the whole thing. And then now going into episode seven. You know, you you have a little. They leave you hanging in the, at the end of six. You know, they they there is that sense of oh shit. You know, maybe this wasn't such a good idea because you know, when Joel is trying to find the the Firefly, uh, the Firefly base, which is at, in at the university, it it goes very very wrong, and you know they kind of leave you hanging for the next episode, which they should. I don't know. Like my thing is like the show is coming out already the next episode is next week that's supposed to be the last sunday in uh in february because i think the week after that the mandalorian is about to drop so it's like damn what am i supposed to watch how many of these fucking things am i gonna watch but you know i i, I want to finish i think what, what's going to end up happening is that i'm going to try to keep up with both shows because i know mandalorian is about to start next week so you know, we'll see what happens with that. I might cover the first two seasons in their own episodes, but we'll we'll get to that when that happens. This episode, episode six of The Last of Us, was really good, and I think I've I've gotten to the point where I kind of know how this is going to end. I'm just excited on the journey that we're about to take to get there. You know, I've played the first game. I don't think I've ever played the second one, and a lot of people are telling me that the second one. Is much more heartbreaking than this first one, and I try to stay away from all footage and all this stuff, and you know all this stuff until I actually get it. Because you know I, I bought The Last of Us one and two already, so the game so I can re I've, I've already played The Last of Us Part One when it came out, but I never played Part Two, so you know I never really got that much into it. But then now that the show is out, and I believe at this point now they've already said they're going to go into a second season, so you know we'll see what happens with that and uh everything else but overall this was a really good episode i really enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to how the season is going to play out because i think we're getting close to the end i think there's only 10 episodes and we've already just hit six so uh we'll see what we'll see what happens but anyways guys that's going to go ahead and do it for today's episode if you like the episode be sure to follow the podcast on all podcast outlets whether it's anchor spotify apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, pandora google play odyssey reddit wherever you're getting your podcast from be sure to follow the podcast on all social media outlets instagram and twitter the madhouse 21 have you been keeping up with the last of us or did you watch episode six what did you think about it whatever the case may be let me know instagram and twitter the madhouse 21 be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out 
I just did my episodes for uh, Ant-Man Quantumania. Yesterday's episode was for WWE Elimination Chamber, so all that is available. Um, like I said earlier, I might do a, a cover of The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2 in their own episodes as we get ready for The Mandalorian Season 3 to drop in March, which I think is already next week, as well as... Um, as well as uh, the, uh, as well as the um, the the Creed series, because Creed three comes out next Friday as well, and I'm probably gonna do the same thing I did for Ant Man. I'll cover Creed one and two uh, in their own episodes as we inch closer to the release of Creed three. So, like I said, just be on the lookout for more episodes as they come out, and of course, as always, guys, be sure to embrace your inner madness.